Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So, you know when milestones, anniversaries, birthdays uh, start to come around, sometimes we start to reflect on some things, right? Well, my 14th year anniversary is around the corner. Uh, woohoo! Uh, some days it feels like 14 years, some days it feels like we just started. <laughs> but um, as I begin to reflect over this past year, I feel personally for myself, I have done a lot of growth in my marriage. Um, I think every year there should be growth if you are not growing you guys have heard me say this before then you're not living and if you're not living you ain't nothing but the walking dead up in these streets okay um but i say that because growth is a part of development it's a part of living it's a part of what we should be doing as a people in general like you should be developing as you get older you should not be staying stagnant in where you are a lot of times I feel and oh let me say a lot of times my thoughts my perspective um on marriages and just on people in general is the fact that sometimes we feel like we have gotten and let me stop saying feel because my therapist tells me that I need I intertwine feel and think a lot um (laughs) my bad y'all uh what I'm saying is is that I think sometimes we get to a place in life where we think we know it all or there's nothing else to be learned. And so when something is not working because we feel, I'm sorry, because we think that we are unable to to learn something new or there's something more to get out of it, we're ready to throw in the towel or say, okay, that's it for me in this situation. It's time to move on. <clears throat> And yes, we do know that there are season shifts, there are, you know, time for change. But I think that this is where you really have to use discernment and figure out, is this in fact a season change? Um, And I'm getting ready to shift into my new season, I'm getting ready to shift to the next level. Or is this me coming to a point where there is something to be learned in this situation? And I say all of that because marriage is ever evolving. Uh, I don't know if I'm about to burst anybody's bubble or not, but um, there is no perfect marriage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I think a lot of us are out here uh, seeing the highlights of other people's relationships and, you know, we're deeming them as relationship goals. We're, we're deeming them as what we aspire to be in our own marriages. You know, we're looking over at somebody else's yard and like, oh my gosh, their yard looks perfect. That is how I want it to be. That is what I want. And the fact of the matter is, is if you went over into that person's yard and you asked them, how do y'all cultivate such a beautiful garden? They would tell you that they're, they've had to clean out the weeds. They will tell you that they've had to go and pull plants out, um, you know, that may have gotten affected by munch bugs or whatever, and they've had to pull it out and replant. They, they probably would tell you that, you know, during the winter season, you know, because of where they live or something that 
the plant started to die um, or that they had to cover and protect it from a freeze. They will tell you that there's some work that they had to put into that garden. They, they had to put into their lawn in order for it to look the way that it was. But it didn't just look like that and it doesn't just stay like that all year round there are some times where their garden or where their lawn looks like trash because of the season changes the weather changes because of things that happen and marriage is the same way that does not mean that the the garden is useless that does not mean that the garden that they have or the lawn that they have they just throw away and throw in the towel with it no what it means is is that they've had to put some work in it and as they put work in it they've learned more and more they learned about the type of soil that they have they had to learn what type of fertilizer to put down or what type of fertilizer it works the best or what fertilizer was working the best then wasn't working anymore and then they had to go get some another brand they had to learn how to prune their 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 roses or whatever flowers that they decided to plant they had to realize that hey i don't necessarily want my garden or my lawn to look like everybody else's so there's some things that i'm gonna do different because i want to make it my own make it unique you guys this is all about marriage (laughs) this is marriage it takes work and it takes for us to understand that each of our marriages are different it's great to aspire to be like your mom and dad or your grandma and grandpa or to be like the obamas or to to be like um you know uh Michael and Natalie Todd or to be whoever you see out there uh, to as real relationship goals. It could be your pastors. It could be, you know, the deacons. It could be the, the neighbors down the street. It could whoever it is. I'm pretty sure if you take the time to sit down and talk to them, they will tell you, oh, this took work. It's a beautiful thing, but it takes work because anything worth having is worth working for. And there is a lot of growth and development that takes place. And so I'm I'm sharing this today because I know that I've I've shared it on the podcast uh, before in regards to when Anthony and I first got married. Um, the first couple of years were not honeymoon years. I, I really would like for people to stop telling that falsity <laughs> to um, newly married couples or to couples who are about to be married. Like, oh, your first couple of years is going to be your honeymoon years and it's going to be all peachy. And, cre-. and it may be true for some people. So let me not put it out there to make it seem like it's not. But for a lot of marriages, a lot of my married friends that I talk to, they will they share the same sentiments as me like that's crap like honestly it wasn't because it's two imperfect people coming together learning how to be one this is why first of all why marriage is is not perfect like there is no perfect marriage because you're taking two imperfect people and bringing them together how can you take two things that are imperfect and make it perfect that's not how it works you can be perfectly imperfect okay so there is a perfectly imperfect marriage that is what anthony and i have that is what i hope a lot of people out here have but there is no one perfect marriage because neither you nor your spouse are perfect people which means your work in progress which means your marriage is work in progress which means you gonna have to what work work at it and I really want to talk about when it comes to this work I, I want to talk about grace 
And this comes to my mind, as I, I mentioned at the beginning, you know, I feel like I have done my most growth. <laughs> what is that award that kids get in school, like most improved? I feel like this year, year 13, getting ready to go into chapter 14, but year 13 has been my the, the most growth I have had or have made as a wife. And the reason why is because in year 13, I think I finally made my breakthrough in regards to communication. Now, I have shared with y'all, y'all can go back and w- listen to the um, the episode called um, If Communication is Key, Then I'm Locked Out the Door or something like that. I, I, I'd have to go back, but look for that one. But in that episode, I am talking about how like I have (laughs) I am I have not always been the best communicator in my marriage. And Anthony, in my opinion, is an over communicator. Now, he's recently told me that he he doesn't necessarily like that. I say that because he doesn't think he over communicates. But I had to explain to him, which, hello, this is communication. I had to explain to him, that's my perception of you, though. I understand that's not the way you feel about yourself. You don't think that you're over communicating. But for someone like myself who does not or doesn't usually communicate that much about like her feelings and all of that stuff to to me, you overly communicate that. But it's a good thing. I don't say that negatively. At first, it was a negative for me. I'm not even gonna lie about it. I was just like, oh my goodness, is there anything that you don't find wrong? Like, do can you keep some of your stuff to yourself? Do you have to tell me everything that you don't like that I do? Like, oh my goodness. It was a lot. But it was a lot because of the fact that I at the time was not a person who overly communicated how she felt and that was a problem because I suppressed it all I suppressed it all and kept it to myself and that wasn't helping myself and it wasn't helping my marriage because I would suppress so much that to the point of having resentment for my husband because here he is expressing to me how he feels and I'm like I think you need to shut up I think you need to keep all of that to yourself like that's just too much like share a little bit with me and then keep the rest to yourself do it like how I do it and just keep pushing but how much sense does that really make that doesn't make any sense at all to keep how you really feel about something things that could change if you talked about it you could communicate hey I think you could communicate this to me better I think by changing your tone I think by changing the words that you say having that open communication with your spouse and telling them how you feel about things that how does that not help why keep all of that to yourself but in your mind you're just like oh my gosh this annoys me when he does it and then you get upset with your spouse for for doing those things and they don't even know that you got a problem with it. And I, the other thing about that is, is, is that not necessarily that your spouse will feel like they are perfect, but there are times in, in our communication with each other where, you know, Anthony would be expressing to me how he feels about something. And I, in my opinion, <laughs> I'm just like, you think you got it all together, son. Uh, you you really think that that you do no wrong and that's my fault because I don't express to you the things that I don't like and that's not cool you know so it's just like here it is I'm feeling this kind of way I'm 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 having these emotions about stuff but I'm not expressing it to you so you think that you're doing everything right because your spouse is not communicating the errors or the things that they would like for you to adjust and then 
your spouse is also building up resentment because it's like, oh, here you you think you you got it like you're the perfect spouse you do everything right but you don't and I'm upset with all of these little things that you do and you're building all of this resentment and the person has no idea so that was me and I I believe I have shared that with y'all before but that was me and I really had to learn to start expressing myself and it has been work it is still a working process for me because sometimes I will revert back to my old ways especially in certain um conversations or topics because i can be an an avoider i i mean i'm i'm really working through not avoiding things and just facing them but there are just some things that i'm like oh my gosh this is building up so much anxiety in me i really don't want to deal with it i rather it just go away and so i will see how long i could try to avoid it for it to just disappear. But how many of y'all know it really doesn't go anywhere? It, it really doesn't. But I do want to bring up one in one particular um, conversation that Anthony and I recently had where I was like, oh my gosh, to me, I don't know about him. And I normally have Anthony come on for our anniversary episode so we can just like share our thoughts over the past year. And I will try to write this down to remember to ask him this on that episode. But I don't know whether or not he felt that it was a huge breakthrough in our communication in our marriage, but I know that it was one for me and it was our conversation about grace. And so the thing was is that we were we were having a conversation, we were talking about um talking about something and we were talking about like expressing things that, you know, we feel or that we don't like or whatever. At the moment, I cannot remember exactly what we were talking about, but I do remember saying to him that I don't feel he extends the grace that he has for me. And he got really offended by what I said. And I said, no, 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 hear me clearly. I'm not saying that you do not have grace for me. I said, I don't feel that you always extend the grace that you have for me. And my prime example was the conversation we were having. And I said to him, I shared something with you. I told you how I felt about it. And your response to me was that, you know, I don't understand why you feel that way. And da, 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 da. And he was saying what he was thinking. And I'm like, wait a second. You, we're supposed to be creating safe spaces for each other. Safe spaces meaning a place where we can be transparent, vulnerable, and open and, and receptive to what each other are saying. And in this moment, you just shut me down because you're telling me that I shouldn't feel the way that I am. I was like, in that moment, the way that you handled that situation was not extending grace to me. I was, you know, I was trying to help him understand that, you know, in these conversations, when we're talking about our feelings, like whether you think that that's how I should feel or not is invalid because my feelings are valid. They're 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 valid and they're real for me. And in that moment, you can say, I don't understand, but I do, you know, empathize or or acknowledge that that is how you feel, you know, and like, let's sit with that for a moment. You know, let me help you understand my thought process behind my feelings and why I feel this way and have an open conversation about it. But the, the, the big part of that conversation was that 
you know, I explained to him, I said, Anthony, in all honesty, like I truly feel like God made you for me because I don't think anybody else would be able to handle me with with the care or handle me, be able to deal with me the way that you do. I don't believe that there's another man out there that could do that because of the things that we have discovered about each other, you know, that we have dealt with. I know I have the grace for him and that he has the grace for me. But although I know I have the grace for him, I don't always extend the grace that I have to him. Be and and why is that? And and just to be honest, the why is because there are times that I get selfish. There are times where I'm just like I don't want to extend this grace because I want to be upset with you. It's a choice, y'all. It's a choice for us to either extend the grace that we have for our spouses and to cover them in love, knowing that love is patient, it's kind, it covers a multitude of sins, that, you know, it's not boastful, it's not angry, but it just, it covers. And so I have a choice to either extend the grace that God has given me for my spouse or not extend it and be in my feelings feelings which are temporal because you're not going to feel that way for long I mean you can feel that way for a first of a certain amount of time because you decide to sit in those feelings longer do, do you know somebody or or am I talking to you when I say you know uh there's a person who no matter what type of encouragement no matter what type of you know inspiration aspiration that you give them about a certain situation that they in they just choose to stay in they feelings like no I want to live here I am I am settling ground the the property is so I'm gonna live in these feelings for as long as possible did do you know someone like that is that person you because the thing of the matter is is that you don't have they're they're temporal they will eventually fade away so if you're still in your feelings about something that you've been through or that you've gone through or that you've experienced it's because you choosing to live there you don't have to stay there you can move you can move on because and I, yes it comes back to the bible like I y'all already know where my my core foundation comes from but the bible tells us that feelings are temporal that that they they're not eternal so if they're temporal and they fade away then that means I don't have to live in the neighborhood of you know um unforgiveness forever you know, I, I don't have to live in the neighborhood of anger forever, of frustration, irritation, you know, aggravation. Uh, disg- I don't have to live there forever. I can move off that block <laughs> and go move to, to Joyville and move to, you know, Happy Town. Like I can go to these other places. I don't have to make my residence there. And so when it comes to grace, I have a choice to extend the grace that has been given to me for my husband and use it on him to say, okay, I'm, and and, and there's a scripture that tells us to make room for each other's faults. Why? Because we are imperfect people. Anthony's not going to always do everything right. I'm not going to always do everything right, but it's important for him and I to extend the grace that we have been given for each other to 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 make that room for each other to mess up and to fall short 
and to know that I I still have safety with my spouse when I mess up, when I make mistakes, when I, I may fumble the ball, that my spouse still has my back and my spouse is going to make room for for my, you know, indiscretions that my my spouse is going to still show me love and still cover me even though you know I I made a mistake or I didn't understand something and that was a big breakthrough for me to acknowledge that to him it was a breakthrough for me because I was like one in this moment this is a prime example of us not extending grace to each other which is why this disagreement is lasting as long as it is and why this disagreement may have gotten um as as heated as it did uh because of the fact that we weren't extending grace to one another but we got to the point where we acknowledged that and I was just saying no you have it I know you have it for me but it's just that in this moment you weren't using it and it's okay to admit that, you know, and I can admit it too. There are times that I don't extend the grace that I have for you and I choose frustration and I choose to get angry and I choose to walk away or to suppress my feelings and be like, I'm done. I'm shutting down. I have nothing else to say, but that's not how it works. And so, you know, I'm sharing this because that hashtag relationship goals is a real thing. It's out there. You know, and we're quick to put hashtag relationship goals on our post or, you know, to put the hashtag on other couples that we feel are just thriving and doing well. And it's not to say that they're not, but just remember that a lot of times when you're on social media and you're seeing other people's posts, it's their highlights and nothing wrong with highlights because what happens after these sporting events, you know, after a basketball game, football game, soccer, whatever, you know, your particular sport may be, what happens afterwards? Like they show you the highlights of what was grand about that game, that, that, you know, last three pointer that won the game or, you know, that last uh, touchdown that just turned everything around or there's these highlights that everybody shows because they want you to see the best part but what happened during the game what happened when they were down by seven what happened when uh their best player was fouled out I mean and and sometimes you know if you if you watch sports center they'll show you like the the biggest fumbles of the night as well but what gets more more props is it the highlights or the bloopers And see, my thing is, is that we need to start looking more for the bloopers because it makes marriage more real. It makes relationship goals more real because it's you working through the bloopers that really counts. And Anthony says that to me all the time. He's like, Hannah, you can't see your growth until your faith with what you're you need to grow in. And let me say that again. He, <laughs> because I, I want to make sure that you guys clearly understand what I'm saying. You don't see your growth until you are faced with the area that you need to grow in. And Anthony tells me this all the time because there are times that we'll have, you know, discussions. And I will say to him, I'm just like, 
but um, you know, I you're not looking at my growth. You're not seeing how you're not acknowledging how I grow. He was like, Hannah, it's not that I'm not acknowledging the growth that you've made, but in this moment, you have the ability to execute or apply the growth that you've made. And the fact that you may be shutting down, that does not show your growth. Like it's not until you're faced with the fire that you you know whether or not you're going to sustain. Yeah, in in a, a peaceful moment or in a, a, a season where the sun is out and, and, and shining, you won't know whether or not you have a leaky roof until the rain comes down. If there's no rain, you won't know if there's a leak. But when the rain comes, that's when you can see the leak and you can show your growth by knowing how to go and put plaster up there or whatever you need to do to fix it. But see, if it's always sunny, then how can you really see your growth? How can you really see where the where the holes are or where the improvement needs to take place? If it's always the highlights, you need the bloopers. You, you need to go through some things in order to see how much and how far you have grown in the process. It's not just about, you know, sunny days all the time. And I think that that is what we look for. We look for it to just be peaceful all the time. But if there's peace, how do you know that you can sustain during a storm? It's like the, you know, the house that was built on the sand. The house won't know that the foundation is shaky unless a windstorm comes through and knocks the house over you don't know how strong your foundation is until it's tested that's what faith is you know what would we need faith for if our faith was never tested if we never were put in a situation where we had to extend it how do we know how much our faith has grown how would we know how much you know our our how strong our faith is if it's never tested it's the same thing with our marriages how do you know how strong your marriage is? How do you know how much grace you have for your spouse? How do you know, um, you know, whether or not you guys can endure things together if you never are faced with something to endure? So I just want to remind you guys today that you do have the grace for your spouse and you need to remember to extend it to them in those times. Be your own relationship goals because you've gone through something. You've been tested in the fire. You know that, you know, whether or not you guys are upset with each other, that if something goes down, your spouse has your back and you have your spouses. This is why Anthony and I, you know, we always talk about the song that we love, <laughs> you know, that we will go, uh, uh, dancing in the minefields and sailing through the storms together. There's nobody else that I want to go dancing in the minefields with and sailing through the storm because our relationship has been tested and tried. And I know that in the in the midst of a minefield that he's got my back, that we're going to we, we know how to dance with each other throughout it. There there may be times that we may hit one together, but we're going to endure it together. We can go sailing through the storm because I know that he's got my back. He's he's shown me that he has my back and I've shown him the same. And so, yeah, we are our own relationship goals because we continue to grow and evolve with each other. We are two imperfect people still becoming one because he is still evolving. I am still evolving. I am not the same Hannah he married 
almost 14 years ago. He is not the same Anthony I married almost 14 years ago. And we still have our imperfections because we will forever be (laughs) works under construction until the return of our Savior. So as we are continuing to develop and grow and to chip away at the areas of improvement in our life, we have to continue to extend grace to one another. We have to continue to still work together and work through things, not for me to leave him to work through his grief or his frustrations by himself, not for him to leave me to work through, you know, my my childhood traumas or whatever by myself, but no, work through it together as a couple so that we can become stronger. And also definitely remember our foundation, who is God. And as we individually grow closer to him, we grow closer to each other. It's that triangle. Him and I are at the base and God is at the top. And as we grow closer to him, we are growing closer to each other. So I hope you guys got something out of the episode today. It is always my prayer that you do. And you can continue to connect with me, leave me your feedback by sending in your listener letters to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com. Or you can connect with me on Instagram at hannahsworld00. Send me a DM or a follow. Uh, And until next time, peace out world. (laughs) 